This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I'm so excited today to have my next guest. Uh, Her name is Stephanie Powell, and I'm excited because, you know, one of the things I noticed in her, you know, just in her bio was talking about that she's a born storyteller. I think I am the same born to tell stories and, you know, have a lot of through my life, a lot of things to share because of some of the ups and downs I've gone through. And she, when she was three, she would call down to her mom, the parents home office uh, to get the spelling of certain words because she was writing stories. You know, I, I just remember my whole life being about writing stories. So I'm excited to talk to her. She's a business now called Fortuna Creative. And I just want to, you know, find out how she is doing this, how she's created her life. Stephanie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so good. What city are you, do you live in? Where do you live in the U.S.? I am in, I am in Los Angeles. You're in LA, just like me, right? We're right. We're neighbors right down the street. So (laughs) this is awesome. So tell me a little bit about, you know, why you decided to do what you, what you do. Tell me a little bit about your background. Um, I had originally gone to art school, uh, to learn how to become an industrial designer. Um, and in my very, 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 very first job, I was wearing equipment that didn't fit me properly because it was built for men. Um, and I got very, very sick and I had to quit that job. Um, mm. And so I ended up starting a, uh, a interior design business where I did window, window treatments and consulting. But then I kept getting sicker and sicker and I got to the point where I couldn't work. Wow. Um, and during that time was kind of the advent of, of the internet, you had like live journal and all that stuff. And I really got into that. And while I was healing, while I was getting, while the doctors were helping me, which was a three year period, I really got involved in writing uh, on the internet. And I'm like, I'm going to go back to school because I know that if I ever get sick again, I can always write and I want to write for the web. So I went back to community college, got a transfer degree in journalism, got a scholarship for journalism at the University of Washington um, actually ended up doing an English major instead with a focus on creative writing um, and then you know got uh, basically graduated at the height of the recession it was like the start of the recession right um, and but I ended up getting uh, my first job was at Amazon doing uh, Photoshop <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved on to doing writing. I was writing for startups. I was writing, I was writing for everybody. I was writing horoscopes, anybody who wanted me to write that wanted to pay me money. I was writing for them. Technical writer um, doing content writer, just any kind of writing. Yeah. Anything, anything that somebody wanted me to write, I wrote. Um, so I got, you know, by word of mouth, I ended up getting a job working for Zune. If you remember Zune. Um, oh. as an asset manager. Yeah, it was like the, it was the Microsoft version of the iPod. Wow. But they were doing video. Um, and then I ended up being a producer for Xbox. And then I went to Amazon and was an editorial project manager there. Um, got burned out, decided right. to go back to go back, got my master's degree in digital communication. 
um, digital media, uh, mm-hmm. which is basically it's a it's a master's degree in social media content strategy and communications. Um, so it's kind of this this professional hybrid, hybrid degree yeah. that's um, that basically they change the curriculum almost every year because those things change every year. Um, and I got very into that, um, ended up working with some other people, you know, did a couple more, um, like startups and then worked for Nabisco for a hot second. And, uh, and then I ended up just deciding that I hated Seattle and I moved to California without a job, without anything. Um, did some, did a ton of freelancing until I got recruited by Activision um, managed a team of content creators and community moderators there. Um, and then I went back to freelancing cause I got laid off cause they, yep. la- they, they laid off middle management. Yep. And then I got a job at Hulu worked there for two years, managed their entire content team, reorganized the department, like did all that. And then got laid off literally two years to the day that I got laid off at Activision. Wow. And that's when I decided to start my business. Then you're saying, I'm done with that. Channel, yeah, I was going to channel that anger that I yeah. was feeling into something positive. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's me. That's what I, <laughs> I mean. And it, it was a 15-year journey and lots of jobs and lots of experiences and worked with a lot of great people and learned a lot of great skills. And, you know, I definitely consider myself a content creator. I started out as a writer, but. I also do, you know, filmmaking and, you know, you know, all sorts of stuff. So, well, you know, a lot of people need what you do. Like there's a lot of, especially right now, there's so many women that got laid off. Like this is not like a new thing. So many women that got laid off during the pandemic that now Mm -hmm. have started businesses and, um, and you're doing a lot of content creation. A lot of people need what you're doing. I love, I love what you said. (laughs) I asked, uh, why did you start your business? She's like an act of rage, you know, <laughs> and, and that really yeah. is so true for a lot of us. You know, you just yeah, get fed I up. Mean, I, I got, um, I mean, one of the other things was I, I was really tired of having the people that were in the levels above me, not really understood, not really understand what my job is and me constantly having to explain to them, you know, why we should be doing one thing and not the other. And I find this a lot in people in, with people in my field, which is why everybody that works with me and I say work with me, they don't work for me. They work with me. Yeah. Um, are the same people, these highly skilled professionals that were constantly having to fight, you know, to do their jobs correctly. Right. And so that's what we do. We have this agency and we come in and we help startups and small businesses um, get their marketing ready. Like, and we don't, we're not expensive. Like we're not like a fancy agency. We don't have an office, right. you know, we're, we're all remote and we all have our specialties. And, you know, that's kind of the beautiful thing about it is that um, I basically just, let the people that I know that are specialists do their job and they're, you know, everybody is thrilled. Like right now um, we've got several big clients. We're just now going to start our marketing campaign after six months. Isn't that so, we're, 
So all of the, all of the people that we've gotten has been through word of mouth. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we've got clients over in Europe even. So, and That's it's all incredible. just been word of mouth. So it's been, it's been a wild ride. Um, but I realized this is something that's really lacking because you see a lot of people and, you know, they, they want to do their startup. And the first thing they need to do, they need to have a web page. Yeah. Um, and they want to have that funnel. And if you don't understand the ins and outs of, of how to do things, you're just going to be wasting your money. I had a that's client right. who uh, they hired us after spending over $90,000 for three months of a marketing uh, with a marketing agency and got nothing. Got and nothing. we're basically going in and, and unwinding what that marketing agency did. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it, you know, good content shouldn't cost an arm and a leg. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at. That's amazing. I, I, I wonder, you know, for a lot of people, cause I, I, I hear something that a lot of women struggle with, you know, you're, you're in corporate America, you have all these skills, you've been to school, you've, you've been at different companies, you're doing what you know, you're doing a great job. Um, and then you, you know, maybe some, like some women don't make the decision to say, you know, I'm going to go out on my own. Some women just keep on fighting to someone to recognize them for to, to move them up or, you know, and you were like, you know what, I'm out. Right. But what and was it, some? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I was like, I am never going to make, I mean, you know, truth be told, I am 51 years old. Mm-hmm. I Congratulations. Just, so am I. Thank you. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> I just, uh, got out of my second marriage where I had a husband who refused to get a job. And so I ended up having it. I have no retirement. And so for me, this is also a big gamble. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I could either go out and get another job, which, you know, six figures, decent job. Yeah. Um, or I could roll the dice on my own talent and my own skill and potentially make, you know, even more than that. Yeah. Um, you know, especially I've got kids, you know, they're grown, but it's, you know, I, I want to be able to, you know, be a resource for them. So it's like, you know, I could go out and get another job and at my level potentially get laid off again. In two yes. years. And I'm like, I just don't want to do that anymore. No, I'm tired of fighting. That I, you know? I get it. I get that. What do yeah. you, you say? I, yeah. Well, what would you say was the biggest hurdle though, that you had to overcome? Like, you know, 51, I'm 50. And you're looking like, okay, wait, you know, I can either, like you're saying, I could either go and fight again and try to get another job to get laid off again, or I could go off on my own. What do you think the biggest hurdle that you had to overcome in that thought process? Waiting for someone to give me permission. Ugh, so good. So good. I think that's a big hurdle for a lot of women. You don't need to wait for permission. You don't need to wait for someone to ask you. That's right. That's right. And, and maybe you don't completely believe in yourself, but that's okay. Because what happens is, I mean, when I started my business, I was, my confidence was on the floor, Mm. but I couldn't bear going back to corporate America. And, you know, and it's like, I've, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't bear it because I'd been so beaten down yeah. that it was like, oh, 
okay, so I can, I can do this. And I started getting success and I started having people telling me that, oh my gosh, what a great idea. Yeah. You know, and people wanting to talk to me and, and my confidence grew and I realized I should have done this a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> I should have done this a long time ago. Um, you know, I come from a very long line of entrepreneurs. So, yep. um, and it, it's just kind of in my blood. Yep. And that's, you know, I, sh- I was kind of fighting upriver. But even people who, who have never thought about starting a company, um, especially women, because it just, I feel like it, they just make it so difficult. Um, for women in corporate America yeah. and women of all ages, young women, you know, women who have kids and families. And then as you get older, it actually gets worse Yeah, because there's that, um, you know, it's ageism and it, I've yes. experienced everywhere. I mean, I'm lucky I, I look young. You do look when- very young, actually. <laughs> Like, I was actually a little surprised when you said 51. I thought, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have had you in your 30s, lucky. honestly. I would actually... <laughs> yeah. A lot of times when people found out how old I actually am, I got a lot of like, oh. So, and it's right. all, it, it was kind of like when you work in tech, I was working right. in tech and entertainment and um, there's a lot of ageism there. Yeah. I bet. So, I mean, they want somebody with 10 years of, of experience and a master's degree, and they have to be under 30. <laughs> it's like, that, crazy? that person does not exist. Does not exist. Yeah, does not exist. Oh, my yeah. goodness. You know, what? how is it for you to deal with, you know, different types of, you know, like the men in, in the companies or the wi- other women in the company? Was that ever, like, you know, difficult for you as you're going through Oh, um, you know, your different experiences. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I had a lot of mansplaining, which yes. I loved, but surprisingly the people that should have been my allies were the women that I reported to yes. and they were actively working against me. Yeah. It was, it was like this weird competition thing. And I think a lot of them didn't even realize that they were competing, that yeah. they were doing that. And I think that's, like we can sit there and, and give lip service to the fact that women need to support women. But in, you know, until we actually show people what women supporting women looks like, I don't think people understand. I think a lot of times they're like, well, I'm challenging them. I'm, I'm, I'm making them a better person. It's like, no, you're demoralizing these, you right. know, these people and they're afraid of you. And they, you know, they don't, they're, they're actively looking for another job. Yeah. You know? I think a lot of times for women in those situations, they're experiencing the same things that you're experiencing and they're just trying to make sure that they're not the one that's canned. Exactly. That's what's happening. And that's, yeah. And that's, that's the wrong way to go about it. It is. And I feel like it's, it's, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, women really haven't been in the workplace that long. Right. Um, at least in the corporate level. Yes. Um, and one of the things that I think we can actually learn from men is men have each other's backs. Yes. No matter what. No matter in what. Public. Yeah. I mean, they may hate each other right. personally, but if they want to get something across the finish line, yeah. they got each other's backs. That's right. And yeah. that's, that's the one thing that I've, I've, I, I noticed about men. I mean, plus they can, they can, you know, not get along all day and then still go out and have a beer after work and of course. Be, 
fine with each other. But women, we have this weird competitive thing. Yeah. You know, it's so true. What, yeah. what keeps you what keeps you inspired or what keeps you motivated as you are building your business? You know, uh, you're you're starting to get some traction. You're starting to get some clients. You know, what what do you think is keeping you like getting up every day? Like, oh, my God, I can do this. Um, the thought that I will never have to go back to corporate America, you know, that I will girl. never have to. Yeah. I mean, I Seriously. don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. I, it's, it's not built. It's not built for human beings. <laughs> and we've seen that with the pandemic. I agree. Um, you know, we're expected to kind of work these arbitrary hours, um, where, you know, most people can get the majority, the bulk of their work done in like three days, yes. maybe two. Right. But we're, th- we're supposed to be there. I remember I had to go into Amazon really early in the morning because I was, I was editing videos in the middle of a, you know, in, with people that were on either side of me that were very loud. So I would come in before people were, you know, in the office so mm-hmm. I could get that stuff done. But then I would leave at like three and then they pulled me aside and they said, well, senior manager doesn't leave until 5.30, so you should stay till 6. And I'm like, but I come in early. They're like, they don't care. It's all about optics. So I was working 12 hours Oh, my goodness. You know, just for optics. Just for and optics. I was like, this is ridiculous. He doesn't even care about right. me. I am, I am not in his radar at all. And that That's interesting. was so ridiculous. You know, it's all about optics. That's what the open office is about. It's about optics. It's That's not right. about collaboration, you know. And as somebody with extreme anxiety, just being in an open office, you know, was, was traumatic for me. That's right. Um, you know, learning how to deal with that, you know, being in therapy. And therapy is probably the best thing that actually helped me in starting a business was that confidence and like learning that, you know, I can do this. I bet. And, yeah. I love that. <laughs> what advice would you give to other women that are in your sa- same situation where they're, you know, trying to find their way They're um, maybe dealing with their little bit older. Cause I always say, you know, there's a certain part when it starts to happen, you start seeing the writing on the wall. What it, what advice would you give to women if they were in that situation? I think every woman should have a plan. Um, we, we make plans to like, okay, we're going to start a family and then, you know, this and that, but we don't make a plan for our career. Right. And it's so obvious. Like I stayed home with my kids for, Mm. you know, I was working as a bartender and waitress. Um, and then, you know, once I got to a certain point, uh, and was married, I was able to stay home. Right. Um, You know, didn't have a lot of money, but I stayed home with the kids and, take care of them. And I did that because I really didn't have a career. So it wasn't right. until I went to school and had a career, you know, and then I was like, well, I need to make plans just in case, you know, I mean, as people get older, it's like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to see my life? And I was like, I want to be a digital nomad. I want to be able to work wherever like I want to be like, yeah. you know, I want to go to Spain. I'm going to work in Spain for three months. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like I, me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think that's the thing. It's not set up like, oh, if you want to climb that corporate ladder, think about why. Why do you want that corporate ladder? Is it you want more money? You want more prestige? 
you know, it's like, what is, what is your end goal? Because I think just climbing the corporate ladder is, it's never enough. You know, you'll become senior manager and then you want to be director and you want to be senior director and you want to be a VP. And at a certain age, those options dry up for you. Yeah. And I would say at, after 44, 45, those options dry up for you to be an executive unless you're already on that track. That's right. And that's when you got to make other plans. (laughs) Yeah. So what I hear you saying is that you have to kind of pre-think your lifestyle. How do you want your lifestyle? And here's what thing though, I I noticed Stephanie, I'm sure you can attest to this, that women's lifestyle goals change with her age because depending on if she's, you know, a young woman who's single, then switch over to now married. That's a whole different lifestyle scene to kids. That's a switch in lifestyle scene to empty nester. That's a completely different lifestyle scene. All the while men can have the same exact lifestyle goal throughout their whole entire life. Yeah. My kids, my kid's father, he had the same job for 23 years. Right. Different. Very he did different. the same thing every day, you know, moved up, made more money. Oh my and goodness. having kids never affected him. You know, no. I was the one who had to stay home when they were sick. I was, the, you know, so it was like, it, you know, I was the one involved in getting them to and from school and, you know, and they don't make it easy on parents, you know, no. um, the half day kindergarten makes no sense. Like, you know, I just, and daycare and finding daycare when you do shift work is insane. You can't, you can't find daycare. Yeah. I mean, um, and it's just not, you know, reasonable. And that's like when I had my kids and I was staying home, I was taking in neighbor kids um, Mm -hmm. all the time because it was like, you know, they, they, they only needed somebody three days a week or they, you know, and, and if you're a part-time daycare, they'll charge you more. So, you know, there, there's just this huge gap, which makes it almost impossible for women to really get ahead. It really does. I always say that I, you know, that's one of my biggest things. I always said nine to five doesn't work for women. Corporate doesn't really work for women. Not really. We, we mm-hmm. try to make it work, but it really doesn't really work for no. us. And, um, cool. So, but I love how many, yeah, look at how many women have left the workforce. Oh yeah. You know, they got laid off. We got laid off. Do you know that 2.2 million women lost their jobs during the pandemic? 2.2 million. I believe it. We lost $800 billion. Women did Mm -hmm. $800 billion in wages. Yeah. Well, and think about this way. We lost 2.2 million innovative minds yes. out of the workforce. Problem solvers, innovation, yes. you know, every, yes. all of that. Yes, I know. Yes. So it's not just this happened to women. This happened to the United States. To the United States. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we lost the innovators. Yep. You know? I agree. Um, and that's the thing. If you're, that's kind of the other like little tangent. If you're a problem, problem maker, problem, problem pointer outer, like I am, generally they're not going to want to keep you around. 
No, <laughs> no. Even though that they need this person who notices these things, who like comes up with a solution to to make yeah. it better. No, they don't want to hear that. Well, and, and I have like a friend of mine and I, we kind of have parallel um, paths. She's mm-hmm. a taxonomist um, with a master in library science. She's very good at what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we're kind of like, I think they hire us for clout, but they don't actually want to listen to us. Wow. Wow. Because, yeah. I mean, and that's, that has to be it because why hire an expert and not listen to them? Right. Right. Interesting. Oh my goodness. What do you, what would you, what would you say? What's the final thing you think you want to say to women? You know, because we, we know where we are right now and what you do, by the way, I think all businesses need, right. And we're going to end up with people, please, you know, find Stephanie, go to her website you know, we'll give all that information. But right now, what would you tell women right now that they need to do their first step to reinventing themselves and, you know, creating their new path? Well, first of all, I think, number one, what do you want your lifestyle to be? Yep. You know, um, think of the future. Don't think of the present. I think a lot of people, a lot of people in general think of like their present life, like they've got kids. Yep. Like I've got a couple teenagers at home, so I want to have this. It's like, well, let's think five down, five years down the road, right? Five ten years down the road, when when the kids are not at home anymore, right? What what do you want then? You know, so so don't think of your life now. Think of where you want your life to be, because mm-hmm. in ten years, if you decide to start a business, you're you're ten years behind. Yes, you know, and but this, you know, and the second thing is, don't ask for permission. Don't yeah. wait for somebody to tell you to do it, right. and then also just stock of of what you're good at and what you know you're good at and that's a big thing like for me I know I'm an excellent writer yeah I can do graphic design but I'm terrible at it that's why my co-founder is an amazing artist and graphic artist but together we're you know we formed this thing and a lot of people wanted to join us because they saw all the all the fun stuff we were doing yeah um and that's the thing don't be afraid to to get a partner you yeah. know, um, and don't be afraid to make mistakes because that's yeah. where you learn. You have to fail. Yes. You have to fail to succeed. This is my third business. Yes. And yes. I've learned a lot. And also the other thing, go big. Go don't big, just think man. you're going to have some, you're just going to have some little home-based business go because big. if you have that mindset, you're not going to, you're not going to do anything. You might as well just be doing like an MLM or something. Yeah. So the best thing to do is, is think big, you know, where do you see yourself and visualize it? I mean, I'm a big fan of manifesting and I'm manifested this whole thing, (laughs) just, you know, through pure, you know, just, this is what I want. This is what I want my life to be, you know, and, and so far, so good. So So far it's happening. Yeah. So far it's happening. Oh, Stephanie, this is so good. You guys make sure you find Stephanie. Stephanie, where can they find you? Can where can they find you on social? If they want if they want um, content help, if they want creative help. I know you have your website fortunacreative.com. Right. But where um, do we yeah. find you otherwise? Um, LinkedIn is probably the best way to get in touch with me. Um, and it's uh, S T E F F 
A-N-Y, Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L, kind of a weird spelling. Nice. Um, so yeah, and, and uh, I accept all LinkedIn requests. Yeah. Um, or Yeah, um, but obviously Fortuna Creative as well. Um, you can email me. They, you know, I'm sure that they can get a hold of me through you. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely reach out to Stephanie. Um, if you're starting your new business, if you need create content help, if you need um, help writing, because I know a lot of times I get a lot of people who ask me, Tam, who, who do you know that can write content? Who can write emails? Who can do this kind of stuff? Um, mm-hmm. So she, de- you definitely, it's de- it definitely is a big need because that's a thing yeah. that people are insecure about doing. Is writing. Yeah, we, yeah, we do that. Plus, we also do ghostwriting. Um, so oh, very cool. Yeah, so we do ghostwriting for um, different platforms. So, like right now, I'm ghostwriting for about seven people in yeah. different companies. Um, doing lots of blogs, LinkedIn lead generation stuff. So you know, I mean, it's any we have. You know, we work with an automation expert as well. So, you know, and we're really startup based. Um, and, you know, so it doesn't have to be a for-profit startup either. We're also working with some nonprofits as well. So. Awesome. Stephanie, I love it. I'm so glad that we connected. I'm so glad that I hear your story. And definitely check her out. I'm looking forward to all the stuff that we're going to be doing in the future. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited about our project. So, Stephanie, thank you so much, and we will talk to you again soon. Okay. All right. Great.